No, I'm here. But first, Luke decides to do the Harlem Shake. Because he's in Harlem. Wait, that's why they call it the Harlem Shake? Probably. Have you ever had a egg cream? No. It's uh, chocolate syrup and uh, soda water. It contains neither egg nor cream. Yeah, that kind of sounds gross, honestly. It's a New York thing. New York! New York! This is Otherworldly Conversations. Where we talk about... Uh, did, did something just fall? Yep. What? Well, I may not fall, fall, but my PlayStation 4 controller was being adjusted as I was grabbing the charger for my computer because it was getting low. Mm. Okay. Yeah, uh, egg creams contained chocolate syrup, seltzer, and whole milk. Mm. I had one yeah. the last time I came in. It was good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have an egg cream when I get in. And you know what else I'm going to have? What? Well, probably not while I'm in New York. But I've got $250 of Chipotle catering. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I made a mistake. I bet. I think well, I've had like Chipotle like once since you started your thing. Maybe twice. I had it 35 times. I know. And I've also got another just single free meal, which I'll probably have tomorrow night. Oh, God. And that's when Luke died. Uh, probably. R.I.P. in so, peace, Luke. Uh, so, last time we talked... That was before I had left. Yep. So, since I left for uh, New Mexico, I got to read a lot of comics. Nice. Yeah. I'm pulling up my comicsology because that has everything that I read. Yeah, I picked up uh, all of Doom Patrol from the Vertigo sale and I read all of it. Nice. Yeah, it was really good. Like, all of the uh, Morrison Doom Patrol. I think it sort of starts to wear out its welcome during the Magic Bus arc. And there's, like, the really weird uh, religious arc with, uh, like, the two different sides and the tree that's an angel. I think that's probably the slowest part. But overall, I really enjoyed rereading it. Nice. I also ended up reading uh, Shaft. By David F. Walker, which is pretty fun. Uh, Django Zorro, which was a lot of fun. And then Injection, which I'd had that book for, like, ages on my computer. And, like, I was a big fan of uh, Warren Ellis and Declan Shelby's work on Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. And the premise of Injection is they're a government organization slash think tank who's worried that human innovation is going to stagnate. So they create a computer presence that is supposed to stimulate uh, the world and keep things weird. And then it does not work out the way that they wanted it to. And so they have to deal with it. And so each uh, like trade collection functions as like a... I'm trying to think of the right word for it. Uh, as, like, an episode of a TV show. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, the recently read doesn't really have everything that I read. Uh, oh, I also read Zombo, which was amazing. Zombo was Al Ewing's first comic, which you can't actually get on uh, Comixology. It How is a book. It? I bought it on uh, the Amazon Kindle. Oh. Yeah, you can't buy it on Comixology, I think, because it's too mature. Oh, okay. It, it's sort of like weird fallout processing of the uh, like 2000s focused on a zombie who is half zombie half human which makes him the ultimate killing machine interesting but uh the second volume has Ombzo the reverse zombo and also Donald Trump is president and he ends up ascending humanity nice yeah, well, that's what we're going to be getting to soon anyway. You you don't think that uh, Fraser Crane is going to be elected president? Probably not. But it's okay, because they won't get President Simpson after President Trump. Yeah. If, if Hillary Clinton couldn't win the election, I don't think Lisa Simpson has much of a chance. That's true. And then, what's it called? Okay, so what did I read? Well, I haven't read one book I bought yet, but I did get the second volume of Pretty Deadly. But have not yet had the chance to sit down and read it. But the one that I have been reading during my lunchtime at work is I did buy the first volume of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, that was a lot of fun. I've been yeah, enjoying really that series. So the uh, other series that's really good right now is uh, Jughead, which also introduced Sabrina into the new continuity. Oh, nice. Yeah. She uh, dresses up as a cheeseburger as the mascot for Pop's, unit, for Pop's Diner. And Jughead is in love with the cheeseburger costume side of her. But not that she's an actual person. Nice. Yeah, it's it's interesting because they're keeping with uh, Jughead being asexual, which was something that Chip Zdarsky had introduced. Mm-hmm. That's Zdarsky. Oh, Zadarsk. Dancing in the Zadarsk. And have you watched any movies recently? Uh, no, I, I rewatched all of uh, Venture Brothers Season 6 with my dad and sister. Nice. That's the only thing that I really watched recently. I watched a couple things. Did I talk about I Supergirl watched. last time? What? Did I talk about Supergirl last time? No, I mentioned that I was starting Supergirl. No, oh, I finished it. Oh, nice. I think yeah. um, like five episodes left. I don't know. I just watched the um, Bizarro episode. Ah, uh, that. Yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta whiles more to go. Like okay. when you get to the revelation, uh, revelation of who, uh, what's his face is, where he turns Hank. out to be a totally yeah, where of Hank, who Hank Henshaw is. Like, that's when it starts to actually become good. Yeah. And then you get to, like, Red Kryptonite episode and, like, the Flash crossover. It's like, oh, this is, this oh, is what I wanted. Oh, the Flash crossover. That was great. Yeah. I am so excited, especially because CW did create, like, a bunch of apps for all of the uh, distribution channels now. So oh, you don't okay. have to wait. Because 
what I thought it was was because they took it off Hulu, there wasn't going to be any way to watch it online until it came out on Netflix. Yeah, but so no, they're not that. Yeah, no, they're not that dumb. Yep. Oh, and that Tick TV show got picked up for a. Oh, full I season. saw that. Yeah, and that episode was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's it called? No, Supergirl. For me, I guess I don't know. I both liked Hank Henshaw, the, the Revelation, but at the same time, he's like really projecting that he is a different person because his entire like personality well, and character just changes. Oh yeah, it changes immediately. To me, it was like it was watching. Um, with Twin Peaks, when you find out about that, that Leland Palmer is the bad guy. He oh, goes from being, Chris, like, uh, mild-mannered Leland Palmer to all of a sudden, like, I am very clearly a psychopath. You should have all suspected me the entire time. Well, yeah, but that's because they didn't know who it was going to be until they knew who it was going to Until they had, yeah. like, come up with who it was. Uh, Chris Sims actually responded to the maggot question. It is Earth fix it in the trade. <laughs> nice oh Chris but oh yeah for um, movies that I watched I watched Mike and Dave need wedding dates how yeah, was that I liked it actually a lot Zach Efron's just nice. killing it with those comedies this year I really want to see uh, Neighbors 2 I was not a big Neighbors fan of the 2 first one. was great I've heard it's like the surprise feminist comedy of 2016. Oh, but I will also I'll be real, too. I totally love the first one, so. The first one never really, like, got into a pattern that I liked and never got, like, extreme enough. Mm, see, I disagree. I thought it got extreme enough. But I love Neighbors 1. Neighbors 2, just as good. Dirty Grandpa. Pretty funny. And then Mike and Dave, also great. The second movie that Aubrey Plaza has starred in, based off of a Craigslist ad. What was the first? Oh, the one where she travels back in time with the dude? Yeah. Uh, you had also seen The Birth of a Nation or whatever it was? I did. That what was did a, you think about that? It was a bad wow. movie. Okay, that's what I was kind of hoping you'd say, because there is the report that, like, he, the director added in the uh, rape subplot as motivation, and he also raped a woman who committed suicide afterwards. Whatever, and I, yeah, I knew about that part. I didn't know about I saw your actually your tweet, I think, today. That's why I found out that he invented that subplot. Mm-hmm. But that didn't really change anything for you? It was just not a good movie? I thought it was a bad movie. But I mean, he didn't know what type of, like, one, he's just a t- bad director, in my opinion, but it was like... The way he was acting things out, like, didn't work. It was, like, they keep trying to make it be, like, this, like, like, I guess an equivalent of, like, 12 Years a Slave, like, that level of a prestige flick. Mm -hmm. But the acting just wasn't there. Like, I was talking to my mom about it. I was like, this sounds, like, really bad, but, like, there's a scene where he's being whipped. And, like, he's supposed to be, like, trying to, like, have a brave face, like, keeping it all together. But, like, he doesn't move, like, when the whip is supposed to be hitting him. So, like, it, I don't know, like, takes you out of that moment, I guess. It's like, well, nothing is clearly happening to this man. And then, okay. I guess, I don't know, like, there are, like, weird moments that, like, the audience laughed at that was, like, really bad. Ooh, that is never good. For example, that right after that scene, it's he gets, his friend comes up and they're talking for a second and then he gets up 
And then he's like talking to him and he tries to like, no, I'll be okay. And he tries to take a step forward and then just collapses. But it was like in the kind of like action comedy vein where it's like they're like perfectly straight up and then just completely just like topple over. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, they're like in the stunned manner. Yeah. Like people laughed. That wasn't good. Oh, I forgot something else that I read during vacation. What? Johnny Nemo. Oh, how's that? It's uh, weird. It's like one of Peter Milligan's first comics. Peter Milligan being the guy who did Ecstatics and mm-hmm. other stuff. And it's very much a British black and white comic about a guy who kills people. Okay. Where, yeah, it has some weird quirky ideas, but it's also in the future. And so, like, you could put it into the Judge Dredd universe and not really have any conflicts. Okay. Like, it's that sort of universe. Oh, and I reread one of the uh, best books that I got last year, Heck, which was written by, uh, written and illustrated by Xander Cannon. Okay. And that is, like, one of my favorite comics that I've read, nice. especially for standalone graphic novels. Nice. It follows a guy who goes down into hell, because he has a portal into it, to find out questions that people have. Mm-mm. But he's uh, joined by his, like, uh, sycophantic, only, like, real friend who has ended up getting turned into a mummy for unknown reasons. And it it is, like, emotionally powerful and sad. And you should read it. Okay. I'll look yeah. into that. Oh, yeah, but going back to Birth of a Nation for a second, too. The ending, because you have the whole big revolt where he actually goes and, like, kills a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that fight scene basically turned into fucking Game of Thrones with, like, the slow-mo and everything, and it was really dumb. There were times where it seemed like he wanted to make the Django, un- or, like a, Qu- like, a Quentin Tarantino style of film, but of the 12 Years a Slave genre. Hmm. Which, those don't work. You need to keep it nice and serious the entire time, like. Especially if it's going to be a historic. Yeah. Unless you're trying to go for like, three hundred, but that wasn't really historic as much. Yeah. And also that I don't know that's also dealing with different issues too. Yeah. Like a lot of different issues. That one was pretty much machismo running wild. Yeah. Yeah, so it's I'm very curious to see how this one because this was like supposed to be one of the big four front movies to be nominated for Oscars, but now that is I know very much in jeopardy. Well, I'm after finding out what I did about the people behind it. I'm sort of glad that it did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I kind of was like, well, it shouldn't have been nominated anyway because it was just a bad film, but yeah. But and then like, on top of that, yeah, definitely not. Well, do you feel that it might have gotten nominated because, like, the Academy is trying to seem progressive? Yes. So it's sort of like how uh, Incredibly Loud and Up Close got nominated, even though, like, nobody really saw it and everyone thought it was super generic? Mm-hmm. Cool. I don't know. The, the, the Academy likes to do that. Yeah. Where it's just like, hey, please. You're supposed to be nomin- awarding the best fl- flicks of the year. I don't know. I have problems with everyone's like complaints about all that with the award shows sometimes, but 
That's just me. Mostly over Selma. I did not think Selma was good enough to be nominated for an Oscar. Did you see it, Luke? Selma? Yeah. No. Yeah, see, I thought it was really good, but I didn't think it was, like, best movie of the year good. Well, yeah, that's the problem with, uh, like, industry that's trying to seem progressive when the inherent problem is they don't have enough people of color who are producing movies because it's a limited market and, yeah. I also feel like people have like such short-term memory too because they're complaining about like this was like do you like not remember that 12 years of slaves swept like every category pretty much the year before I didn't necessarily enjoy 12 years of slave I also didn't think it was the best movie of the year either but I wasn't in the mood to watch that movie when I watched it with my parents mm-hmm. but then there was a, but there was another case of where the academy voted for it because there's like a whole thing about like a bunch of Academy members voted for that movie because they knew they had to, even though a lot, most of those people who voted for it hadn't even seen the film. So mm-hmm. I don't know. The Academy's a weird thing. Yeah. Putting your appreciation of a movie into the Academy is not good because it's such an inside baseball thing. Yeah. Because they gave the award, which I like to refer to, which one of my friends refers to as the movie that deserved to win Best Picture, but you didn't understand the film, so you gave it Best Original Screenplay instead. And that was when, what's his name, came out with her, and that was the best movie of the year. Yay! Did you see that one? No. Oh, that was a great movie. Oh, and then I saw Rob Zombie's new movie. It was bad. But I kind of enjoyed it. Did you see my really good Rob Zombie burn tweet? No, I didn't. I want to make a movie, or I want to make a metal song about Cousin It's car. Mm. And then after I've made my career off of that, I want to direct really bad horror remakes. Yeah. So you haven't seen his remakes. I didn't see the Halloween movies he did. I've only only seen his original stuff. Did you see the back of his Dragula? What? Did you see the back of his Dragula? I did not. That's my Rob Zombie impression. Oh, okay. I was going to say, his original movies, like, they're not great, but they're at least interesting. Yeah. He's at least trying something different. I'll at least give that to him. Because were you at the Horror Marathon when they did um, Lords of Salem? No, and oh. I'm probably going to miss it this year so I can do uh, CXC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and then I watched I'm that new... I'm excited. I watched that new Netflix original movie, Ark. What is it about? It was like time travel shit. I don't know, it was okay. With Firestorm and um, Patsy. Which Firestorm? Um, White Ste- one or black one? Stephen Amell's cousin one. Oh, Okay. I don't know, I, I kind of fell off, what's it called, when they brought in the new one. So I've only seen him, like, once or twice. When Netflix gets Legends of Tomorrow, then I can catch up on that. Cool. Because I liked what I saw so far. Did you watch well, all of it? All of what? Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, okay. It had some really good stuff, and then some stuff where it's like, 
Yeah, you don't need these shows to be 22 episodes long. Yeah. That's how a lot of those shows work. Yeah. Oh, did you like, watch the uh, second episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though? Not yet. More I watched Ghost the first Rider, one. More Serious. More Ghost, more Rider. There we go. Yeah, I'll probably get around to seeing it soon. That's good. I like that. I like what they're doing with him. Yeah, I, I watched the first one, and I just don't care about people on the team. Well, I know that you don't care about anyone on the team. Yeah. Oh, wait. I just realized there's one thing that we never did talk about, Luke, that we need to be talking about. What? You've seen the Team Thor video, right? I have not. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Luke, you should spend three minutes right now and watch it so we can talk about it. Okay, let's let me watch that video. It's what Thor was doing during the Civil War movie. That was delightful. Oh, it was. Yeah, I I am so excited for that. Uh, did you see Hunt for the Wilder People? No, I haven't. Oh, that that's really good. It's on, uh, like, you can rent it digitally now. Oh, okay. I also hadn't realized that the Sam Neill in that movie was Sam Neill. Like, I thought oh, it was okay. some other actor. Because he has a beard in the entire movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I am... I am very excited Thor 3. Thor 3. I am ready for it to be my favorite movie. And he is... And Wattiti has uh, made a comment that Daryl could show up in the final film. <laughs> nice. It's like yes, um, yeah. That was that was like the one of the big reveals that they showed at uh, Comic Con this year. What? That was like that was like the big Thor three footage they showed was that little trailer. Oh, nice. That's what Thor yeah. was up to. <sighs> I just love what his his little hypothesis on Thanos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything about that video was great. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. And he says he would he would consider coming back for another one to direct it because he's enjoyed directing this one so much. Yeah, I'd love to see him direct more stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm curious if he will. Or I'm curious rather if uh, Thor will be an option or not, though. Yeah, I can see that question. Uh, I feel like they could give him a lot of stuff. Oh, I agree. He would actually be someone who could do a good Spider-Man movie. That, mm-hmm. level, that level of comedic timing. Or one of the Ant-Man movies if Peyton Reed decides to not come back. No, Peyton Reed wanted to come back. Oh, no, I know he did. Uh, yeah. I'm more if, if there's a third one. Did you uh, see that article about signings at conventions? About how much money you can make from them? Yeah. Yes, I did. I am going to be surprised if you don't see, like, actors who start getting into the movie production roles just so they can, like, uh, have that sort of stuff going on. That's what, yeah, I was reading Jewel State. She was talking about how some of her friends want to get into, like, those genre shows just so they can do that. Mm-hmm. Because well, she was saying it's basically her income for the year because she's pregnant right now, so she's not getting any roles. Yeah. Until after she has the baby. Because, yeah, I it was like, what, be... it was 
Stephen Amell said it was like 250k for a weekend. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, and it was like the Avengers cast members because they went to like one of them. It was 500k. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. And now he's like getting into the business of having the uh, agency that like books those shows. Oh yeah. Like, I I hate what they do to conventions. I honestly hate what they do to conventions. Because, like, Wizard World costs so much money to get in that you aren't going to be spending money on books or trying new things out. No, it's true. I'm actually really surprised, though, with, uh, that, um, or, sorry, I guess, no, it's more of, you might want to be looking into the fact that a lot of the Wizard Worlds are getting shut down. Yeah, because they don't know how to run them because the people in charge don't understand comics. Yeah. They buy out these, like, really good long-running comic shows and then they run them into the ground by charging way too much oh yeah that was the mind thing it was with char- the cost it was it costs more to get into a wizard world show than it actually does if you were able to get tickets for san diego i i don't think that completely tracks what do you mean i think that tra- i think that's like it really says that you're overcharging when the biggest well, how much is it for a day at uh, Comic Con? Uh, depends which day you go. I think it's like it's like twenty five bucks Friday, or it's either twenty five or thirty five bucks on um, Thursday and Friday or and Sunday, and then it's like forty thirty five or forty five for Friday Saturday. Okay, yeah, then if they are not comparable prices, because I know like a whole weekend at a. Uh, Wizard World Columbus was like $75. Yeah. So yeah, I know that's... Yeah, I thought uh, Comic-Con would be a lot more expensive. No, that's a thing. No, they're like actually relatively... That's why they like sell out so fast. Yeah, his tickets yeah, are actually surprisingly not horrifically expensive. Hmm. Well, I'm fine just sticking to most of the shows that I do, but I'm excited for New York Comic-Con, even though their whole like login system is... Yeah. Stupidly complicated. Well, Minneapolis, it looks like, is not getting their uh, Comic-Con, their Wizard World next year. Well, and there's talk that uh, Columbus's might be canceled, too, as well. Oh, okay. Like, half of the floor was taken up by their uh, gaming stuff. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't go, because I, like, I, I have nothing against the Wizard Worlds, but it's just like, oh, there's, like, no one even, like, remotely interesting coming to. And, and that's the problem. They don't know, like, who's in the area. Like, it was one of the guys who does Wizard World shows all across the country had to be like, yeah, you know, Daryl Banks lives here in Columbus. And, like, they probably could have gotten Chris Sprouse as well. Like, there had been uh, the Tricon Ohio that I did last year that's not coming back because they picked a really shitty location and a bad weekend for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they picked move-in day weekend for their show. Yeah, it's bad Yeah, and they did it at the uh, Ohio State Fairgrounds. Ooh. Partially because Wizard World, when they buy out a show, they make deals to limit where people can uh, exhibit. Oh, okay. (sighs) Looks like no one. Well, it actually was last year. Was um, yeah, the the fall and spring comic cons that like are just at our local fairgrounds. They used to be on the same weekend as Wizard World because Wizard World intentionally would create theirs after. The other one announced when theirs was going to be so that they could try to screw over the small one because the small one refused to sell into them. Well, most of the time that ends up backfiring on them, especially the show's good. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, they had like a bunch of good people there. Well, and then yeah. the last, and then last weekend it was oh, Wizard. It was yeah, Wizard World from Minneapolis was on Free Comic Book Weekend. Where my store, at least, if you have their like rewards card, which I do, which gets you ten percent off for the year, then with their other deals, you get thirty percent off anything in the store. It's just like yeah, I'm not gonna spend shit. At, go to Wizard World because. I am blowing way too much money at this store. Yeah, I I don't think they're going to last too much longer. And I see a lot more independent shows like CXC starting to do better. I'm excited for CXC. Is that just this one? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be driving people. Nice. From the airport, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I am excited for that. And, uh, yeah, I think we've had enough of another worldly conversation. I think so, too. So, if you're going to be at CXC, I will CXC you there. If you're going to be at MCBA Comic Con, I'll be there. And if you're excited about our upcoming spinoff podcast, Exiled, keep listening. Peace.